Today we're going to talk about a recent article that was published on the effects of uh, social media and technology on our attention spans. But first, I think we should note the little bit of a different uh, setting that we're sitting in. You notice our, our studio is different. It, it, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, some, of the, some of the area behind <laughs> us is different because right. um, our, our podcast room, the, the room that we usually use for our uh, recording, has been uh, adjusted, shifted. Absconded. It absconded. <laughs> you notice the bookcase is the same, right? right? So this is always this is always the bookcase we've had behind us. Yep. But you notice there's um, we're usually no sitting at a us. table. Right? Yep. That table is now behind us yep. uh, on the other corner. Yep. And on that table is a monitor there we go. for a new technology yep. that we uh, introduced last week called neurofeedback. Yeah, and so there, there's a the, the um, cap there's a for cap, it. Right, right over um, on the shoulder. This red, the red thing right there is a, is the cap that we use yeah. to uh, place the electrodes where they should be. Yeah. So our, our podcast room has been taken over by our new uh, neurofeedback uh, program here right. at, the, at our practice. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out where our, our podcast uh, studio is going to, to live from now on. That's right. We've uh, been but sort of displaced. Yeah, we have. So in the meantime, we're going to... We're going to try some different things and see what works out right. over the next few weeks. So. Right. So we feel very um, Hollywoodish, yes, today because we've changed <laughs> the lighting and, and we have bright lights in our faces, just as you do in a studio. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be trying some different uh, setups yeah. as we go along. We're used to having a best. table in front of us, and now I we know, don't have a table, I so I can't, don't have any place to put stuff. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so I have to anyway. hold on to everything. So, but we have a great topic today. We do. We do. There was an mm -hmm. article published, um, actually published in WebMD. Right. That, that was mm -hmm. the first place that we saw it. And it was talking about uh, how much media is out there, how much information is out there, and that because there's so much information, uh, that it might be taking a toll on our, on our attention span. Right. And this article um, was, it is about a study mm -hmm. that was conducted in Europe. So, it's about technology more broadly, right. not just cell phones. Um, so broadly um, speaking, technology and the effect that it's having on our attention span. And yeah. we've talked about this on the, on the program yeah. a few other times. Absolutely. The reason this article, there's two reasons why this article was especially interesting to us. One is that it was, it was, um, it was, an, it was a study that was conducted in Europe. Mm -hmm. So it's always interesting to see, you know, we tend to think of this as Americans are changing, but um, the technology is affecting everybody around right. the world. So this is these are European, uh, a European study, um, and it was conducted by a university professor. Her name is Zuni Lehman. Um, she's at the Technology Technical University of Denmark. Right. Okay. And the the thing. So besides being a European study, she is a data analyst. Mm -hmm. And so what she did is. They looked at billions, and, and they said billions of pieces of data right. that they studied over a 15-year period. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't asking people what they did as much as right. tracking what they did. What they were doing, yeah. What they were doing, where they were spending their time. And um, it's a rather complicated study because mm -hmm. it's, it's data, it's a large data set, right. and it's just numbers, essentially, right. okay? So it's not a terribly interesting study, probably nothing that anybody would read, but the results are fascinating. So that's what right. we wanted to talk about. Yeah, it, it's complicated if you're, you'd have to be a, a, an expert statistician right. to be able to, to wade through billions of pieces of data. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking more than just like, 
simple t-tests and, and little comparisons. We're talking no. about massive um, analyses. Yeah. They, for example, one of the things, they, they studied um, Twitter hashtags mm -hmm. and Google queries. Right. You know, just can you imagine sitting at a computer and looking up all the Google queries on hundreds of topics right. over a 15-year period? Right. The enormous amount of time and detail that was put in this. One of the things they did is they studied 4,000 movie ticket stubs from the past 40 years. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the intricacy of the studies right. is absolutely mind-boggling. Right. And um, so they collected data from Twitter, Google, Wikipedia, scientific journals, right. and movies, mm -hmm. I think were the, were the five sources of data. Right. And um, they analyzed these data, and what they wanted to uh, study was how long individuals how long a particular topic stayed at the top of their list. Right. So in other words, right. you can probably speak more intelligently than I do about this, but you could take these Twitter hashtags right. and say a particular topic was stayed current for right. a certain amount of time, right. and then it started to fall. Right. As, as interest in that topic declined, right. the number of hits mm -hmm. would decline, and that's right. what they were tracking. Right, they were looking at the trends uh, associated with different um, hashtags yeah. or um, keywords and, and those kinds of things to see, you know, um, because you can do that anytime with, uh, with Twitter or some of the different social mm -hmm. media um, uh, formats. You can go in and you can see what are, what are the primary um, right. hashtags or primary keywords that are being used uh, at the time, and you can see what's what's the most popular thing. So, right. I mean, right. it it does shift and adjust, and you can always tell when somebody posts something that you know goes uh, quote uh, viral, uh, yes, um, because Good that example. is you know at the top of the of the trends list. Right, right. So what they found was that from this is a fifteen year period. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we go back. They went back to twenty beyond twenty thirteen, but for one of the examples they gave is that in twenty thirteen a particular Twitter hashtag would trend mm -hmm. for about 17 and a half hours. Mm -hmm. That it would, right. and trending means many people are going there. Right. Okay. Or they're, they're, many people are talking about it. Right. Have it in their tweets. In right. their tweets, mm -hmm. okay. So, and, and I can't, it, it just is mind boggling to me that they would actually look all this stuff up right. and say, you know, these 450,000 people are doing well, this. No, I think what really got me was that somebody kept track of all that stuff. That's it. That I mean, it's are. one thing for it to be there, you know, at the right. moment, but it's something else to say, hey, let's store this information so, so that it is you know, this much time later, you know, we can go back and we can see, oh, well, you know, on this date, this was in, this was Man. at the top of the trends list. No, it, it, it's really eye-opening. Right. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm just astonished at the detail that they went into the study. So much data. And Twitter keeps the data, right? Data, so they went uh, to Twitter. Twitter, Google. Uh, Facebook, they all keep tons of data. And so you go ask them for mm -hmm. this stuff and then somebody has to actually look at it yeah. and analyze it. Uh, yeah. Well, they probably do it, they do it by computer, by keyword, yeah. probably. Yeah. And they put, but somebody had to look at all this stuff. Mm -hmm. not, not I. Not it. No, oh, no, no. no not not it. do that. And so in 2013, um, a particular topic, I guess, mm -hmm. a hashtag, keyword. keyword was trending for 17 and a half hours. By 2016, it had dropped to 11 hours. Right. Okay. Which they interpreted to mean that 
people were spending less time. Right. It was the same number of people. Right. But they were spending far less time. Right. Al almost half. Right. Uh, half the time, that things were staying current, which means that they're moving through topics faster. Right. Okay. And that is that was the major finding of this study mm -hmm. is that there the the time that things were trending reduced by almost 50, about 40 percent. Right. Okay. The, the um, discussion that, um, that in, entailed, the, that ensued um, when they found this reduction mm -hmm. was uh, the effects that it has on attention span. And right. That's the title of the article. It's about that the, the digital, avalanche, digital avalanche the, um, of data. Mm -hmm. And what they said was two things are happening. Number one, there is far more information coming to us, right. coming into our computers. I've noticed that I'm not a, a big user. I've noticed this, that there's more stuff on the page right. and there are more distractions, there's mm -hmm. more movement. Right. And it's 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 become very distracting to and, look and at the page. That's present everywhere. I mean if you mm -hmm. watch if you watch ESPN or if you watch, you know, any of the twenty four hour news channels, mm -hmm. there are constantly uh, you're constantly bombarded with um, uh, ticket um, Tape across the bottom, or your um, scores and things, right? Scores, or just news reports, or breaking news, right. or mm -hmm. you know, as the NFL draft is going on, you know, oh, you're getting no. all this information, and there's these you know side panel um, discussions, and you know, just information right. overload. I mean, right. there is just so much information right. uh, present on any screen that you that you right. look at. And so it's not just your cell phone; right. it's everything you're using when you connect to the internet. There's this, what they, they refer in the title to, an avalanche of information. Yeah. The other thing they said is that companies who do this with Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. they make it easier to get to the next interest, right. the topic of interest for you. They've mm -hmm. become very good at marketing things. I noted, uh, noticed the other day that ads are popping up. Right. That my children are, are ordering things, and mm -hmm. it's not stuff that I, it's women's clothing and, and right. things that, that I wouldn't order. Um, but it just starts popping up on the right. screen. And I, you can tell that somebody's looking at those right. sites, and lo and behold, right. you get so the the companies have become better at feeding you those little tidbits mm -hmm. that will get mm -hmm. you to the next story. So right. if I'm reading something about, I would read a an academic article about ADHD. Um, all of a sudden, there's all this other stuff related to ADHD right. will pop me pop up and get me to mm -hmm. that next thing. Um, it's even more compelling when you're looking things up like um, the the royal family, right? Of yeah. you know, you look up a story about the royal family, and suddenly all kinds of things right. pop up that get you to the next story. Right. The goal is to keep you on the screen, right? To keep you seated on the screen, right? And they and they refer to that, of course, as clickbait. Clickbait. You know, right. there's there's all of these, um, and you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> you know, types right. of uh, right. titles. That just keep you engaged with these somewhat provocative right. images. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a the provocative right. picture there, um, with a with a uh, eye-catching title mm -hmm. that makes you want to click there to right. see. Okay, what does happen next? I don't know. That's right, and it and it's when you go down. I asked my students one day. I said, when you go down to those pictures at the bottom of mm -hmm. the story, yeah. and you say, you know that Clint Eastwood is doing this or mm -hmm. Russell Crowe is doing that, and and it, it's very compelling. You know, yeah. you want to go in, once you go in there. Now you're down the rabbit hole. Yes. Now you're going to be taken all over the internet. Yeah. And it is very compelling. I yes. mean, I can see, I can remember a colleague of mine years ago when she got her first, she just signed up to Facebook. 
Yeah. She had, it was the first time, I don't know when Facebook came out, I don't remember, mm -hmm. 10 years ago or so. Yeah, and um, she signed up for and she said, Richard, I can see why people, she said, I went on there last night, I spent four hours just going back to high school classmates yeah. and looking people up. She said, it's really, she was astonished at how, yeah. she was in her 70s at the time. She said, it's so compelling yeah. you know, to just look around. And she said, I lost myself in that for yeah. four hours. And they're better at it now than they right. were then. Right. Okay, so it really is being tailored. And we see this with Amazon, right. where if you like this, you might like these. Right, and so right. the, there they are, right yeah. below Absolutely. your screen. And so, but, that's, but this is where the issue of um, the art, other article that's linked in the in the show notes right. is. This is where the issue of addiction comes in, right. because we see those behaviors. We mm -hmm. see that people will get stuck on you know some of these sites or just stuck in the media itself, right. and you know we we tend to want to refer that to that as as an as addiction. A, right, and um, it's really not. Uh, it's really no. not an addiction. I mean, technically, it's not an addiction. I mean, it could be a compulsive behavior, perhaps, but it's, it's not, not an addiction. It's habitual, a right. true addiction. Right. But this, this first article, uh, the conclusions they made, there were three that mm -hmm. I think are of interest to, to most of us. Right. One is that uh, Richard Restack is a well-known mm -hmm. brain specialist, physician, and he wrote a book years ago uh, about the brain has kept, stayed current. And he said, you know, like it or not, um, Excessive use of technology mm -hmm. changes your brain. I mean, everything we do changes our mm -hmm. brain in mm -hmm. one way or another. Um, and he said, people who spend a lot of time right. in technology begin to develop the symptoms that we typically associate with ADHD. Right. Shorter attention span, mm -hmm. a little more impulsive, but mainly it's the effect on the attention span. Right. And that seems to be reducing. And these data support that conclusion. Yeah, and, and again, I think that it's important to, to note that they are ADHD-like symptoms. It's not creating ADHD because, right. you know, if you think about it, you have uh, clickbait, okay? So you are, you're reading through an article and you see this, again, provocative right. image, you see this, you know, eye-catching, maybe even provocative title, mm -hmm. and you click on it. Well, that's not really, maybe it's impulsive, but it's not ADHD impulsive. Right. Um, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And then you go to that, and as you're reading through, there's another one that catches your eyes, so you click mm -hmm. on that one. Right. Yes, it looks like ADHD because mm -hmm. it's that impulsive, that you know, your right. short attention span. You're not reading through the entire article, but it's probably because your experience, like my experience, is that there's no reason to read the entire article because the entire article probably has nothing to do with what right. you thought it was going to have to do with. Right. And so you read part of it, and eh, yeah, it's move on to something else. Right. right. Yeah. And so. Yes, it looks like inattention. Yes, it looks like impulsivity, but it's, right. but it is different. Right, and that happens all the time when you go to those pictures at the bottom of the article and you say, mm -hmm. "Wow, this is really compelling," and you mm -hmm. click on it and say, yeah. "Nothing there." Right. It's like reading uh, those grocery store things right. that are at the yeah, checkout yeah. counter, and you, you think, "Oh my gosh, the Kardashians are at it again." You read the article. Those are called magazines, by the way. What, what did I call them? You said things. things. You said the Magazine. grocery store things <laughs> by the checkout. Sorry, it's early. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yes, they're ADHD-like, but, but he makes the point that many more adults are concerned about having ADHD. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, the rates of ADHD in adults is going up. Right. And again, is it because of social, is it because of technology? Mm -hmm. um, not sure. Right. Um, it, it's certainly not a neurodevelopmental disorder, but they may have had those tendencies, mm -hmm. um, subclinical symptoms of ADHD, right. but suddenly they, they get immersed in technology and it may exacerbate existing symptoms right. and, and you think you have ADHD. Um, it's probably not 
the disorder. Authentic, right. um, it is symptom presentation. There are similar right. symptoms to ADHD. Yeah, I, I think that that's the differentiation that has to happen. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times physicians um, and you know evaluators, m medical professionals, we we don't do that. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of us don't do that. Um, and it isn't really important that we do because. You know, if you want to make an accurate diagnosis and, right. and provide a, uh, an appropriate treatment, you have mm -hmm. to have the right diagnosis. So, um, you know, to differentiate that is, is really important. And just because somebody, you know, they, we talk about having a, you know, I can't right. sit down and read an entire book right. because, you know, I keep losing attention. Well, that's because everything else that you read is, you know, 150 words or less. And now you're trying to read, you know, a 300 page novel. Right. and you know, your attention span isn't, right. it's not that your attention span is short because of ADHD, it's that you've trained yourself to get to the begin. you know, go from the beginning to the end of a, mm -hmm. of a story, mm -hmm. you know, in five minutes. Right, yeah, the, the days of, of, of laboring over a scientific mm -hmm. journal uh, article, what we used to do when we would go to the library right. and right. have to pull hours books off shelves right. and, and you would read it because you'd have to read it and take notes on it because there were no copy machines right. and, you know. Well, we had copy machines, I mean. And so you had to take all of your notes and do everything there. And so the whole process was more planful, thoughtful, mm -hmm. slow. Yeah. And, and you had to have a lengthier attention span to get through it all. Right. And you had to inhibit your impulse to run right. out of the building and go play because you couldn't copy the article and take it with you, for right. example. Right, because the people who had difficulty with those things just didn't, didn't get to that it. point. You didn't, you didn't, that's right. right, they weren't in college. They yet. weren't going to that that kind of um, academic uh, rigor, right. so. And so you have, first of all, yes, you do have symptoms uh, similar to ADHD. Yes, there is something about being very attached that addicted, but I would put addicted in quotes, shutter yes. quotes, mm -hmm. because it's, it's really not it's really not an addiction right. in the in the finest sense of the word. And then the third thing is, despite all, um, APA reported a, a year or so ago that um, four out of five adults are mm -hmm. quote very attached to their cell phones. Eighty percent, right? Are very attached. Very attached, and so not addicted, right? But they're very attached, and we all acknowledge that we are very attached to these devices. And I like the word attached better than addicted. Right, right. Because attached mm -hmm. means that you're just, that, that you, you want it, you, um, you, you, you're you holding on to it as, as, right. as much as you can, mm -hmm. using it as frequently as you can, but it's not an addiction. Right. And, and I, so I like attachment better than addiction. Right. And, and that's the segue into the second right. article in today's podcast, which it, which does address this issue of addiction. Right. And I think it's a, it's an it's an it's a useful thing for us to talk about because um, even in the latest version of the Diagnostic and mm -hmm. Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, um, the word addiction is 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 absent, right. uh, virtually absent, and been replaced by substance use disorder. Right. Okay. And so uh, even with what we typically think right. of as classic addictive behaviors, are now called substance use. Uh, mm -hmm. disorders and so we want to be very careful with this word addiction right having said that let's take a look at this second article yeah and uh, see what they tell us okay yeah this is this is an article from psychology today right. um, and it's looking at addiction to social media right right mm -hmm. um, and and as you said you know it, it's working to sort of um, differentiate between what we really think of as addiction mm -hmm. um, and, and what we're really seeing in people's right. behaviors right and so 
what this guy, this guy being Mark Griffiths, and mm -hmm. the reason this this was, it was the, the article was published about a year ago, May of 2018. Yeah. Um, but th our interest in this particular um, researcher, Mark Griffiths, is that he and a colleague um, did the first um, academic search mm -hmm. of the social media use right. or excessive use of social media, and did it have um, adverse consequences? Right. Okay, so. So they did the first one, and they did a they they updated that review about a year ago. Mm -hmm. okay. And it is important to note because I'm sure that uh, you know if you have an interest in this area, you may have gone online and maybe uh, done some searches and and used, maybe use social media yeah. to discover if you're addicted to social media. Um, but there have been some conflicting reports That's over right. the past six to 12 months or so, mm -hmm. where you know, here in the United States, we're, we're getting lots of articles and, and reports to suggest that, okay, this is a problem, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. But then we, we have received um, uh, reports from studies done in other countries, uh, including England, right. where they found that, eh, you know what, there's really not that much of a problem. Well, it, and it's interesting because uh, just in the first paragraph, or second paragraph of, of this article, he, he notes that for a minority of users, right. um, excess use seems to be a problem. Right. And what struck us about that is what we know about the drug research mm -hmm. in our country. Right. Um, and this whole notion of marijuana is a, is a gateway drug right. that will lead to addiction. Mm -hmm. And it does in, some, in a minority of people the introduction to drugs, whether it's usually it's marijuana or mm -hmm. alcohol is what mm -hmm. teenagers typically begin with yeah. when they begin to experiment. For a minority of users, drug use will become a problem. Right. For the vast majority, it's not a problem. Right. And so I found that really interesting. That right. Very early in this mm -hmm. article, he talks about for a minority, it could become a problem. In other words, if you have that temperament, if you have that tendency, right. mm -hmm. you may get drawn in mm -hmm. and you may become an, an excess user, mm -hmm. not addicted, right. technically, right. but an excess user of technology. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. so, so th that differentiation is, is really important right. because we, when we think of excess use, uh, we tend to consider whether it's treatment or, you know, sort of to working to resolve that problem. Mm -hmm. We think about it very differently than we would if we think about addiction. Right. You know, when you right. think about addiction, you're thinking about, you know, um, something where you're going to have to go to a, a rehabilitation program or something right. like that. It's just very different than that. Right. And, and consistent with DSM-5, he's saying that it really doesn't become a problem. The use of it itself is not the problem. Mm -hmm. and, and here I think I'm talking to parents of teenagers because we all worry about our children having their phones on and using them mm -hmm. constantly. Right. And, and, and parents will come in and they'll say, my daughter's addicted to her phone. Mm -hmm. Well, we know what they're saying. They're saying she's always on her phone, right. okay? But we don't, you really don't need to worry unless excess use is interfering with real relationships mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or your work right. or your if you're in school if you're a mm -hmm. student it's interfering with your academic work right. okay and the other that's one problem is that it begins to interfere with real life oh, we refer to that as an impairment in functioning impairment function the second is if the use leads to real clinical conditions right. like if it uh, and for some people i mean we've all read stories about people reading something on the internet and committing uh, right. You get self harm, you know, right. committing suicide. Yeah. So if it, if if use 
excess use leads to depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. right. withdrawal. If it leads to something that looks like a clinical condition, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then it becomes a problem. Right. Okay. So if it's not interfering in either of those ways, it's probably not something you need to be terribly worried about. Well, we're probably talking about an ex excess use as opposed mm -hmm. to an addiction. Right, right, yeah. So the good news is that very few people mm -hmm. are, are really quote, addicted right. uh, to it. Many of us are excess users, right. as we saw in the last article. Mm -hmm. Most of us are very attached right. to our cell phones. Right. True, we know that. Um, but most of us don't get addicted. Yeah. Uh, what is fubbing? Fubbing? Do you know fubbing? Fubbing? Yes. Others may snub social contact with their loved ones or friends. They prefer because they want to get, you and I are, oh, you and I are talking, and suddenly you go into your phone. Mm -hmm. That's fubbing. Yeah, you're you're yeah. you're you're snubbing me to get right. into your phone. Right, right. Yeah, that's fubbing. You yeah. do that to me all the time. You play games on your phone. You play um, what are they called? Video. What are they called? Go ahead. <laughs> no, he does. Fruit. We'll be talking, and suddenly his head drops down, and I can see his his index finger moving very. So I know he's not texting because he does do opposable opposable thumbs when he texts, very tech savvy. But when he's doing games, he'll have this one finger going. When he does um, Pokemon, I can see his finger go little circles and I know he's playing Pokemon. But if it's tapping it out, you're playing that little gem game. I see those little squares. And you, you move that stuff around with your index finger. That's called fubbing because instead of talking to a real person, i.e. me, he is on his phone. So, that, so he does fubbing. That's a problem, okay, for some people, like for somebody like me. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. You, he calls it multitasking. I call it rude. So how do you know if you have a problem or not? So in the article, he said there's six things mm -hmm. that, that you ought to think about when you're trying to decide if you have a problem or not. For this, I will put on my glasses. Do you spend a lot of time thinking about social media or planning to use social media? You know what I don't. Like? If you replace social media with alcohol, that would be one of the diagnostic criteria. Oh yeah, criteria. that's a diagnostic criteria. Mm -hmm. That's one right. of the diagnostic criteria for. Um, Do you feel urges disorder? to use social media more and more? That's the tolerance associated with uh, alcohol. Do you use social media to forget about personal problems? Self-medicated. So you're right. If you replace social media mm -hmm. with some substance, marijuana or alcohol. Yeah. Do you become restless or troubled if you're unable to use social media? Mm -hmm. Do you use social media so much that it has had a negative impact on your job or your studies? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so these are six questions that you can ask yourself. Now, some people would apply them to a spouse. For mm -hmm. example, they say, "Yeah, my I think my spouse does all that stuff." Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he is he is always. Uh, many many people are now coming in and say, "Well, he comes home from work and he g starts playing his video games." Mm -hmm. Okay. It's interfering with their marriage. Right. Okay, that becomes a problem. Yeah. So when it starts to interfere, mm -hmm. it becomes a problem. But as you point, as you rightfully point out, um, these are the kind of criteria that mm -hmm. we associate with substance use disorders. Right. And if you replace social media with alcohol, you have the criteria for substance use disorder. So yes, substance use. They call it excess use, mm -hmm. and that's really a more accurate term right. than addiction. Right. Okay. You're using right. you're using it excessively. Okay. Right. So um, they refer to it. If you answer yes to these questions, they refer to as habitual social media user. Right. You're a, and then they recommend 
that if you are guilty as charged, if you're if you're starting to move in that direction, mm -hmm. that it's time for you to maybe consider some kind of interventions. Right. They can be those you can you can design them yourself. Right. You can do or you can seek treatment elsewhere. Right. And again, answering yes to those, um, and, and you have to be. I'm, I'm always. I always find myself feeling the need to encourage people to be um, cautious when asking themselves some of mm -hmm. these questions because mm -hmm. very easily, if you if you just went through those questions impulsively, you would say yes to all of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I, I use it too much. Oh yeah. You right. know. You know. I kind of mm -hmm. get itchy if I need to. If I hear the little uh, chime go off mm -hmm. and I know that I need to check something, I'll get right. a little itchy. This. You know. What we're talking about with this is is you know a little bit more than just saying you know I really would like to check my. Mm -hmm. My text messages right now, um, yeah. or I think I think somebody text messaged me. I, I wonder. Right. It's a little bit different than that. So you know, the the when we're talking about an addictive quality to it, mm -hmm. we're talking about this being something that's consuming a great deal of your time. Um, it's consuming a great deal of your mental energy and emotional energy, and right. so you're focused on it a lot, um, and to the point where it's in interfering with some of that functioning that we're the, talking about. Right, and that's what it is. That impairment. Right. Interf the interference. You know, is that that's what we're looking for. Right. It's getting in the way. So if it is, if you or a loved one, a spouse, a mm -hmm. relative, a sibling, a parent, um, if if you or a loved one. Um, is an ex is a habitual user, right. you may want to consider a digital detox. Right. Okay? Now, what can you do? Number one, uh, there is one psychiatrist um, who's written a book, and she says uh, for kids, give them, a, give them a one month fast. She calls it a digital fast, mm -hmm. uh, where you just take everything away for a month, let the brain reset itself, right. and then gradually reintroduce things. Mm -hmm. That's pretty harsh, pretty cold turkey. Okay. Well, yeah. And a lot of people can't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you take the phone away from a teenager who's right. 14 or 15 years old, you're going to you're going to interfere significantly in their social lives. Right. right. So you may right. you may not and, it may not you, be practical to do that with a 15-year-old. Right. And so let's, let's but let's note that real quick because I know that there are parents out there that would say, "Who cares?" <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't That's care about true. interfering with his social life. I need him to stop using his phones. You should care because right. it, you know social relationships are critical in that's adolescence. Right? You ha they have to have those social relationships because that's how that's part of how they're developing mm -hmm. their identity. Right. So without those social relationships, they're going to have a difficult time doing that, right. and that's going to lead to long-term problems um, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're, they don't address that issue. Then you know, that's right. Little a footnote for Eric Erickson's um, yeah. identity versus role confusion uh, yeah. stage of development. If you miss that stage, right. um, you know you're likely to have a lot of problems throughout um, much of adulthood. That's right, right. And so a one-month detox may right. not be a possibility. However, there are other things you can do if you're looking for ways to curb your own. Number one, you could turn off the um, audio signal, mm -hmm. the, the the dinging that right. you're getting a message. Yeah. Okay. Turn off the notifications. Turn off notifications. Um, I do that. We we do that routinely at work. Mm -hmm. You know where I turn mine off, I, my family will occasionally, uh, four of them, who uh, will occasionally start a group, mm -hmm. what is it called? Group chat, group yeah. text, group whatever, text. Mm -hmm. group text. And there'll be one right after the other, ding, mm -hmm. ding, ding, ding. And it becomes uh, distracting right. uh, when, we're, when we're trying to do our work. And so you just turn off the notification. Mm -hmm. Put the phone where you can't see it light up, you know, if, if a mm -hmm. call comes mm -hmm. in. And so that's one way to do it. Another thing you can do is just limit yourself to say, I will check my phone every 30 minutes right. or every hour right. or something. Set some time limit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the other thing that some people will do is turn their phones off mm -hmm. um, at work, mm -hmm. like when they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. I, I turn my phone off at night. Um, I have it in the same room that I'm in, but it's off, so right. nothing is happening. Okay, mm -hmm. so there are there are other ways that you can limit um, this need because what what we have is we have this um, urge to keep up. It's called fear, fear of missing out. Fear of mi FOMO, FOMO, right? Mm -hmm. Fear of missing out, and that's what that's what's so right. compelling is that we're so afraid that we're going to get either left out or left behind. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. so the fear of missing out is driving this whole right. thing. I don't worry about missing out because I've never kept up. And I think mm -hmm. what happens is if you never, if you have never caught, kept up mm -hmm. with these fast right. breaking things, you don't miss doing it. But once you get used to that, right. it becomes compelling and you have this, you feel this need to keep up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I've just I've been, because I don't use it that much, I don't, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter to me. But, right. I, but I know that happens to other people because they're, they're, they're really concerned about um, keeping up with, uh, you know, crimes mm -hmm. or accidents or things that go on in the news. And, Anything, yeah. You know, there's, so, I mean, there's so much to keep up with. Right, it's too much to keep up with, okay. Um, but again, so those are things you can do for yourselves. Um, other things, um, institutions are beginning to um, change their attitude toward right. this. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time back, I think it was in the early 2000s, around 2004, Four or five, that law schools began. To, some law schools uh, prohibited students from bringing computers to class yeah. because the students would sit in the back and be distracted mm -hmm. by it. So they just said no computers in the room. Yeah. Friend of ours, um, their daughter went to a boarding school in North Carolina back in the two um, thousands, and they would have a study hall every night for several hours, mm -hmm. two two hours, I think. Uh, no computers right. were allowed in the room yeah. uh, because they, they wanted to make sure that the students were only doing their work. Well, some of those notions are beginning to come back right. now. And employers are saying, you know, don't bring, you know, no cell phones here. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can go on your computer, of course. There are always ways around it. But... It's not going to get too easy. Right. And, and yeah. schools, um, schools are struggling with this right. because it was a time when students weren't allowed to have their phones right. out. And now they've sort of given in and just said... Well, the problem is that, you know, is that as we move towards ways to make good decisions, right. it introduces the need for things that could introduce bad decisions. Right. So, you know, we have, uh, you know, when we think about uh, climate change and things like that, right. so mm -hmm. you know, we're working really hard not to be wasteful, and so we stop um, right. printing so many books. Well, you know, so we don't print books, but we have to have an so right. e-book. Right. Well, if you have an ebook, you have to, of course, have some device that's going to yeah. give you access to an ebook, e and that's usually a, a phone or a, or a tablet right. of some sort or an, a laptop mm -hmm. or something. And so yeah. now you have to have that, and so you know introduces Back. the possibility of other things. That's right. Back you are. And so, um, and one of the other things that's happening is that um, uh, using cell phones in restaurants right. is becoming a problem mm -hmm. because uh, people are talking and talking mm -hmm. over right. everybody, and so some restaurants are offering discounts. Mm -hmm. If you don't use your phone during the meal, right. you know, so, and then the, you know, Facebook and Twitter and those, those also have some obligation right. to help with yeah. this with this issue, um, and so everybody, you can do it yourself or uh, institutions can do it. You know, right. schools, I don't know. There's a there's a there are schools where uh, they're trying to 
limit the use of mm -hmm. cell phones mm -hmm. either by, but unless every teacher right. um, imposes <clears throat> that, mm -hmm. insists that no, you're not going to use your cell phones in the school, um, unless everybody does it, uh, it falls apart. Right. You know? So it's, a, it's been a very difficult thing to police. There's no simple solution. All of that said, um, the other thing about addiction and excess use um, or habitual users in addictions, we typically say to people, you just have to stop. Right. It, right. Period. Right. Uh, there's no, because you right. know what's going to happen. Mm. If yeah, you're a cigarette. is the primary treatment for, right. for substance abuse. That's right. You just have to abstain, right. period. Um, this is common with smokers. They'll say, they'll quit smoking. They'll say, well, I'll just have one. Right. Well, that's the first of many. Right. Okay, you're going you're gonna to slip right back into right. your addiction. With media use or technology use, you you, were, can't, you can't ask for abstinence. Right. It has to be controlled mm. use. Right. Okay, and so it's a it's a very different mm -hmm. intervention mm -hmm. or treatment because now we're saying now I want you to do controlled use because abstinence is probably not right. a possibility. Right. Okay, and so it mm. takes a very different kind of treatment, and Absolutely. you really have to rethink things a little. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very different treatment model. Right. For, mm -hmm. for that. Yep. So, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a massive issue, and this certainly isn't the last. Um, articles, right. uh, last of the articles that will be published mm -hmm. on the, on this issue, or the last of the studies that right. will be conducted on this issue, there's, there's going to continue uh, to be to be released, and uh, we'll keep monitoring and see what they yeah. say and and, and, and the conclusion. Yeah, the conclusions are yes, it does interfere with your attention. It, it is changing our attention spans. Yeah. I think everybody's clear about right. that. We know about texting and driving and what. It, okay, we so I think that's clear that mm -hmm. yes, it is changing, but the the solutions. Uh, it's really not an addiction, right? Okay, it's it's not a classic addiction, right. um, but it is habitual use, mm -hmm. and if that interferes with other things you should be doing, yeah. then it's a problem. If it doesn't, right. you know, if uh, there are lots of people, we, we use the example in class all the time, that just because I have two drinks every night doesn't right. make me an alcoholic. Absolutely, well, I can have one drink and be an alcoholic. Right, I can have four drinks and not be an alcoholic. Right, you know, and so we have to be careful about how we're using these terms. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. But be careful your cell phone use doesn't get in the way of real life. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, real life, uh, we all agree, is more important Absolutely. than technology. So limit your technology so that it doesn't interfere. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, All right. Well, that is it for today. You can get the link to both of those articles in the show notes and uh, check yeah. it out and let us know if you have any questions or anything. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Um, as always, that's it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.